0: Emily, to you, Tammy, and your husband, to all the family and friends of Teresa, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When entering into Teresa's house, I couldn't help but to notice all the planks. I, you know, I never got her to admit that any of them were hers. But a few months ago I noticed that there were several grapevines and we had a lively conversation about how Amber was collecting plants like stray animals and her work in the backyard. We talked about the uncle or the brother who had a vineyard. And the last time I talked with her, all the the grapevines were planted except for one. Little I know that would be the last conversation that I would be having with her. Sunday night, I was jolted by the phone by a call from the hospital. Teresa wasn't going to make it. And today, we are here for one last grapevine to be planted in the ground. It is written in Isaiah 61, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the Lord's favor, And the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort those who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion by giving them a headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called the oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for his glory. A planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. That doesn't seem very true for us today. As we gather to remember Teresa. But not only to remember Teresa, to remember the promises that God has given to us. Though we see the evidence before us, God's word still stands true. In the face of death, there still is the resurrection from the dead. As I was over on October 6th and gave her communion, there was the anticipation of the frost. And my devotion included references to apples and how the frost improves the flavor, especially of Harrelsons. And I compared apples a lot like are to pastors, and some are good and some are not, and she agreed. Some, fam- some Christians are faithless. Some are good and some are not. Just as those who claim to be Christian. Well, the devotion was on Second Timothy chapter 2, and there's a verse with a promise that I shared with her. A promise to hang on to no matter what life may deal with, deal to us verse 13 reads if we have been faithless he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself and that is a marvelous promise for it doesn't matter what kind of condition we find ourselves in or what kind of circumstances we find that we are in jesus remains faithful he remains faithful to the promises that he has given to us that he made to us in the waters of baptism In baptism, he promised that he would be with us always to the very end of the age, even if we don't recognize his promise. But by his word, his Holy Spirit continues to call us back to see him, to recognize him, to hear his voice. Jesus is faithful to his word. And in that same passage, in 2 Timothy, Paul also writes, "The the saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. That's what Paul wants, that's what I want, that's what Jesus wants for every one of you, as he wanted for Teresa as well. He doesn't want to lose a single one of us, even in the face of death. Jesus helps us to face this reality, as he says in John chapter 12. Truly I say to you, unless the grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He said this in the context of his own impending death. We heard in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd, I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, for you. For Teresa for Jesus has gone through death before all of us so that none of us would have to be afraid of death Jesus shepherds us through our loss through grief because he's got something better for us just as Paul said if we die with him we will also live with him. We can can take good comfort in knowing that our loved ones who have passed from this life believing in Jesus that they're in heaven. But that's not the final thing. Jesus has got something better for us. The goal is the resurrection. For we sang in the hymn, and he walks with me and he talks with me. That is our hope. After the resurrection to walk and talk with the Lord in his garden, the new Eden, the paradise of God. For the Lord promises that when he comes again, we shall have real feet to walk with him and a real mouth to talk with him because he is the resurrection and the life. When the Lord said that the body is planted in the ground like a wheat and is buried in the ground, it will bear much fruit. He himself was planted in the tomb. Now look at the fruit that he is bearing. As we hear his word, let that faith that Teresa had also bear fruit among you because Jesus' word is true. On the cross, what Isaiah prophesied about Jesus has come true, He has swallowed up death forever yet today we have tears and remember the second half of that verse that the lord will wipe away tears from all faces that happens finally at the resurrection saint paul has written the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed for this perishable body must put on the imperishable and this mortal body put on immortality. And when the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then the saying will be true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so when this last vine is planted, remember, As Jesus was planted in the tomb, death could not hold him, and those who die in him are his planting to bear fruit, that he may be glorified. Amen. Let us stand. The peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, our Lord.